0: Good morning, everyone. Willow Schuyler here. Johnny is away at a <laughs> Johnny is away at a convention right now, so he won't be joining us. But uh, welcome to uh, Back of the cereal box. I am your host, Willow Schuyler. With me today will be Kelly. Uh, so let's go and have some fun. If only I can find our music. <laughs>
1: It's like Coca-Cola, the Levi Strauss Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse The first Star was James Dean Helmets Presley and
0: So, Saturday morning is usually the time of cartoons, serial, and uh, lots of fun. Um, Johnny gave us homework to watch Sigmund. And uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm going to bring up Kelly because me and her have to talk about this. She has kids and she knows what it's like to watch some pretty weird stuff. Hey Kelly,
2: <laughs> when Johnny's away, the girls will play.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we. Uh, how how is your morning so far?
2: Um, it's a morning. <laughs> my ear is killing me. I'm writing oh. off an ear infection, so I woke up and my first words were "ow." I'm on day three of antibiotics, so so it'll get them.
0: oh good. Do you, do you, uh, I hope you're not like me where it goes into the eustachian tube.
2: Uh, I don't know. I hope not.
0: Yeah. Uh, Because that, those earaches are a pain in the butt. Your balance is shot and it feels like you're drunk. Mm
1: hmm.
0: And, uh, <laughs> Kelly, that is a giant bowl. I'm getting. Right. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what what, car- what cartoons did you watch uh, Saturday mornings?
2: Uh, X Men, Batman, the animated series. Um, so, Power Rangers is not a cartoon, but I watched Power Rangers. I watched Gummy Bears. Oh, gosh. Like. Basically, anything that was on,
0: I watched. Pretty much. It, it, I, I think we kept it on one channel pretty much all day. And uh, then it was like the anime, uh, you know, block of, you know, watching Dragon Ball Z, his Sailor Moon. and. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, Dragon Ball Z wasn't my favorite cartoon when it came to anime. I, I really loved Beyblade, though.
2: Dragon Ball Z was my, hu- still is my <laughs> husband's jam. Like, that was, it's it. It's my husband's favorite. Um, I mean, it's probably should... not his favorite anime now, but that was his gateway. So, he's got a soft yeah. spot for it. So, it's not my favorite either, but you know what? It makes a hubby happy, so.
0: <laughs> we should ask Johnny if we can do, like, an anime. Day. <clears throat> mm tribute to anime because there were there were some good ones
2: i should plug my show because we just did an anime an old school anime cosplay episode from a lovey cosplay and it was a good episode
0: i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to watch it i need to catch up on your show
2: it's hard when we we have one every two weeks. It's hard to keep track, but um l is fantastically talented, so she's been in the cosplay game for twenty five years and um she and her partner went to Italy for um an international they were team u s a for international championship cosplay championship, so they're like very, very talented they're <laughs> so far above and beyond i'm like wow thank you for talking to us i mean not far above and beyond andrea's talent because andrea's also i'm like why are you even hanging out with me (laughs) like mid-tier but but yes Elle had a lot of good advice she is very knowledgeable it was a fun show and we nerded out about anime for an hour and a half (laughs)
0: Well, okay. And yes, e- Eli, uh, we are talking about uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Uh, so Johnny left us a message that I, I need to play. So.
1: Hey gang, this is Johnny, and I'm not on the show this morning. I'm actually in Atlanta at Nerdy Graw with d Barti and Drew Milden. But I wanted to just give a shout out because... This show, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, was so important to me as a kid. I really related to the character of Sigmund. The, the, the kid who felt out of place, bullied by his peers and his family, and who basically found a home outside of his natural family. He found in humans people who understood him and related to him when the rest of his peers did not. And for me as a creative kid, that really spoke to me. I always felt that way, like I never fit in and like my peers and my family never understood me. So Sigmund became basically a symbol of my childhood. And I hope you like this overview of Sigmund and the sea monsters. All
0: right, before we get more into uh, our topic, I do have to uh, thank um, those of you who support us all the time, watch our shows all the time. You guys are our favorite people ever. Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Cherise Collins, Dave Meningelli, Dave Mattingly, Greg and Crystal Jones. I am glad that I got those names right this time.
2: <laughs> They're the MVPs, and we love you all. They are fantastic people. We love them. And the the band that
0: make that sings our uh, theme song, Four Bad Crows, or sorry, the Murdering Crows. Get their album, Four Bad Crows, available on Amazon, iTunes, or and Google, anywhere where you buy music. They are fabulous. I, like I love the I, I love the uh, rockabilly vibe they have. Uh, and oh,
2: Dave is saying <laughs> if we're feeling lonely, he's volunteers as tribute to guest star with Ooh, us. today. Dave, I will send you, you that us. link. Yes, yes, I shall send you the link. It is always a good show when Dave joins in. He's like one of the most interesting people we know, and we know a lot of interesting people.
0: And he's always giving us uh, like uh, all these cool little tidbits. And so uh, from one person who has useless knowledge to another, please come join our show.
2: (laughs) So I will say um, I thought Sigmund was um, the sea monster was adorable. The episode itself did not age well. But they, I, they I have
0: guess. an updated version of it though, uh, on Amazon. Or sorry, Prime. Yeah, Prime. Prime. I just, yeah, Amazon. I see that. But uh Hi Dave. <laughs>
3: hey, Dave. Good to see you ladies.
0: Do you do you, do you, you, you remember ready. watching uh, Sigmund and the Sea
2: Monster? Oh
3: so yes. You, I, I watched yeah? the Sea Monsters on uh, mornings growing up.
2: So what did you think of the show growing up?
3: Hang on a second. <laughs> all right, there we go. I had double audio because I still had the YouTube channel up while I was talking to you. Sorry about that. Uh, yes, I I watched it growing up, and uh, it worked me to the person I am today, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is a lovely person. So you know what?
3: Well, uh, approximately a person, anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, no. We're all so- in uh, do you do you agree with Johnny that this is one of the best best ones from Sid and Marty Croft?
3: It, it's it, it is one of the best. My favorite is still Doctor Shrinker, which I think you're going to cover next week. No, oh, okay. It, it had the best theme song, at least. Okay. And Marty is a treasure.
0: <laughs> well, the theme I,
2: song was catchy.
0: The yeah the. Yeah, the I'm enjoying this little trip down memory memory lane uh, for Johnny, but uh, we up in Canada we've had some pretty strange strange issues with puppets ourselves, and I will always uh, cherish the you know the Muppet Show and uh, um, Sesame Street. and it just seems like a, as we progressed into our adulthood, uh, these puppet shows seem to you know, get better, but then they kind of take a slide back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, a big influence on me too. Uh, one of my uh, heroes is still Jim Henson.
0: Yes. He's the best. Uh, and Sid and Mardicroft definitely had uh, a lot of uh, like people... Uh, people uh, who do puppeteers, who are puppeteers, had you know had the influence of Sid and Marty Croft, and uh, shows like it, when it comes to our, our Canadian, my Canadian shows, you can definitely see the uh, this segment <laughs> uh, is uh, sorry, uh, Sid and Marty Croft's influence on some of the stuff that we learned French from. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well being um, Canadian, I assume French is pretty important up there. And who uh, better than for, for the
0: most part, it really depends on where you live and what career you're you're going into. Um sadly
3: well, I, I uh, most <laughs> do speak French.
0: <laughs> so so does pineapples. <laughs> And uh, uh, I'm sure Johnny's that, going to like allow me to do it. Sea
3: monsters that uh, I saw in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea or anything like that. It looked a little different.
0: But the influence to uh, S- uh, S- uh, Sigmund and... Uh, wow, I can't talk today. I'm so sorry. The influence for the coffee. show yeah, uh, came from a uh, a washed up pile of seaweed okay yeah i can see that um i mean okay the character is really cute Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and yeah the theme song to this show wasn't as good as uh the other ones um but definitely had like beach boy influence to it and yeah, as we said, there there is an uh, updated version of it on Prime. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the updated version of it yet, but yeah,
2: I have so. not. I'm curious to give it a try.
0: <laughs> I, I'm curious what your kids would think about it, Kelly. Yeah,
2: because. Like I was saying, off uh, back in the green room, um, my kids are really into Yo Gabba Gabba, and Segman really reminds me of the Yo Gabba Gabba puppets. So Mm. I think they might it might catch their attention. They're so hit or miss with what TV they like. So getting them to sit for something is really hard.
0: (laughs) How are they with shows with puppets? Are do they get uh, freaked out easily when it comes to that? No.
2: No, um, well, and you know, my son does not get freaked out easily. My son loves monsters, (laughs) loves monsters. He loves jump scares. He loves cryptids. He, yeah, my son loves horror movies. (laughs) And my daughter doesn't, doesn't seem, things don't seem to scare her, um, she doesn't well, seek out the horror. Brother, he likes
3: monsters. Nothing's going to scare her, right? Yeah. Does he have a favorite monster?
2: Um, <laughs> that's a cute story. So, he recently, I was doing a photo shoot with vampire teeth, and he walked in and um, smiled at me. And so I took the teeth out because I couldn't talk with them. And and i was like oh does mommy have um does mommy have monster teeth and he grinned at me and like chomped and was like yes <laughs> i like it, he liked the teeth and so then um a few days later i was talking to him about my monster teeth and talking to him because he was watching videos with monsters i was like who's your favorite monster mommy, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> i'm his favorite monster oh, that's, um, cute. that's cute
1: you're my but friend. i also
2: have um so we recently got a squonk, a step squonk. <laughs> and Logan helped me open the squonk. And at first I asked him what we should name the squonk. And at first he was like, Logan. And I was like, "It's your name? We can't name the squonk, Logan. And he started giggling. And um, so he was, at first, I thought he was gonna steal the squonk from me. And I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, this is my <laughs> step squonk. So look at how cute this is.
0: <laughs>
2: um, So Logan named the squonk, Squeaky the squonk. And for anyone who doesn't know about squonks, they're my favorite cryptid, and basically they're a Appalachian Mountains thing. The squonk is known for wailing in the woods because they're so ugly. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's so cute, though. He's so he's so ugly. He's cute. Um, so they're known for wailing in the woods, and if you come across a squonk, they will cry so much they will collapse in a puddle of their tears, and that's oh. pretty much how they die. So um, it's basically the saddest cryptid ever, and I just want to hug them and tell them that they're adorable and valid and save their lives. Hashtag save the squawks. So, um, yeah, I think, I think he's a fan of squawks now.
0: Aww. Yeah. I, I love the little snake tooth.
2: <laughs> I know. And um, the person who sent this to me sent him with tissues. <gasps> oh. Let me let me get this shop name just in case anyone else wants their very own squonks because I have to this is absolutely um, on Etsy and everyone and they make a lot of um a lot of different cryptid plushies. This one is adorable. They're all adorable. Like
3: tissues <laughs> are a squonks naturally right? said <laughs> them all
0: Dave, do you have any new loot to show us?
3: Hmm. Uh, I might be getting some new loot later today. I'm going to the Arcade Expo. Oh. Three days of uh, video games and pinball games.
0: Oh, that sounds like a fun place to go.
3: It is. And they usually have a costume contest uh, Saturday afternoon around 2 o'clock. So I'll swing by then. I know all the people who run the show. I used to work with them. I, got, I
0: live by. I gotta live vicariously through your pictures. <laughs> yes.
3: I hadn't actually played video games since I quit uh, making them for a living back in the '90s, but uh, I mean, all the ones I grew up on are still going to be out there. Uh, Hubert was one of my favorites. Mm. So So uh, surreal. I love. I love
0: pinball. Um, there's another guy that I that I talk to periodically who is a pinball fanatic, and I I love geeking out with him. And uh, so for our sci-fi convention, he brings in uh, pinball machines, and he usually has a uh, lets us choose which one which ones we want to bring in. Um, and uh, I keep bugging him about the Elvira pinball machine. Uh, he actually brought one in uh, a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I love the classic pinball machines too. They they are all so pretty. The, like the art and stuff like that from the pinball machines are amazing.
3: One of my favorite pinballs is uh, called Funhouse. Mm. It has a, a little... Uh, like- Ventriloquist doll head, kind of there with a mouth that opens and closes while he ah. talks. And he's like a carnival barker. Hey, you with the face, come over here and play the game. And just really annoying the whole time.
2: Oh, it's that's so- cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, I can type correctly. Here we go. It's, sorry, it's Cryptid Comfort Shop on Etsy. So you all can screenshot, screenshot that can't talk this morning either. Will, you're, it's catching.
0: <laughs> I, I have a whole heap of problems. I'm sorry. My brain it doesn't work as well as it should sometimes. Uh,
3: that gets all of us now and then.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, sadly I didn't do anything uh, much with my life this week. Uh, other than go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Although next week I am going to be I helping out good. at uh, um, uh, at a theater a, a theater group. So I, cool. I you
3: going to be doing. So, uh,
0: I'm I'm going to be helping out uh, with the play for uh, for our Fringe Festival coming up this summer. Nice. So they're doing uh, a production of uh, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and uh, there's also a uh, uh, for kids' fringe, they're doing um, Peter Pan or Hooked. Uh.
2: Okay,
0: cool. So,
3: now, last week I went to the theater and saw uh, the musical Cry Baby, based on the Johnny Depp movie. Uh, oh, that was really fun. That was really fun. Okay. Uh, especially Seeing a uh, Hatchet Face, how they did her makeup. They did her makeup. Nice. And a week before that, I saw an Agatha Christie play called An Unexpected Guest that I hadn't uh, seen before. It was pretty good. Okay. Uh, at some point, everybody was a suspect. They all had some kind of motive and opportunity, and uh, it ends up a lot different than what you thought it would be.
2: Hmm.
3: Uh, not going to the theater tonight, going to go see, uh, finally, going to go see Everything Everywhere all at once over at uh, the girlfriend's place. So.
0: I keep hearing good things about that.
3: Yeah. Uh, my first it time. It's a head trip. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Going to Hot Dog Fingers Land.
2: <laughs> it's yeah yes hot dog fingers basically that says it all it's it's wild it's um philosophical it's ridiculous yeah. it's great
0: Jamie Lee Curtis and Sandra Oh mm-hmm.
2: no Michelle you M-
0: Michelle I'm sorry I'm sorry
2: no it's fine it's early Um, Dave I can't wait to hear what you think about the movie
3: yeah. And then uh, next week, I'm going to be uh, in a movie. Uh, be filming my scenes next Saturday nights where I get to be uh, a luchador chicken. Oh,
0: no. That is awesome.
3: Yeah. fortunately, I already have a luchador chicken mask. They wanted me to dress as some kind of weird thug. Well, how about this one? I've already got it. Sure. We'll go ahead and have you do that. So, going to be my luchador chicken on the big screen at some point.
0: Oh, uh. No no actor is complete without playing at least one one animal figure. <laughs> I love gonna that. Off your bucket list.
3: <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one, too.
0: We have Molly Daniels in the chat. My granddaughter's elementary school choir sang at a hockey game last night. That's cool.
2: That's awesome. Good for your granddaughter.
3: Uh huh. Yeah, not a lot of hockey wires out there. Nice.
0: <laughs> that that's like living the dream right there. Is being uh, uh, being invited to a uh, sporting event to sing or even uh, throw the uh, throw the ball or uh, drop the puck. Mm-hmm. All right. I can guess we share- should. I'm sorry.
2: I was gonna say, if we're sharing new Luke, can I share my oh, ad? Yes,
0: please. Yes
2: okay um because i'm really excited about this so i am running an indiegogo for an audiobook version of my first book scorcher it's the first book in my trilogy i have the first two books written first two of three so that sounds weird um so i've got some really talented people signed on to be narrators i'm really excited about what they're doing with it i really want to it's a passion project. I love audiobooks. I think also that they make stories accessible to people who, for whatever reason, can't sit down and read a book. There's a lot of reasons. Um, And I really want to get this made. We're at 40%. So uh, yeah, let's run it. Hey there. I am Kelly Gittner, also known as Kelly Edwards. And this video is about Scorcher, that audiobook Indiegogo campaign. Scorcher is about Aiden, who is a superpowered woman who was recruited by a shadowy criminal organization when she was a child. Aiden wants out of the business when she falls in love with Marty, who's secretly a superhero. This is a story about love, redemption, the dangers of keeping secrets, and of course superheroes and supervillains. We're raising the funding via Indiegogo to bring the story to life as an audiobook. And so I've selected passages to show off my amazing narrators and their talents. So, enjoy.
4: Aiden had always imagined flying to be more exhilarating than this. Instead of soaring through the air with nothing else to do but enjoy the view, she was bogged down with memories as her life raced through her thoughts. As the icy expanse below rushed up to meet her, Christmases and birthdays and lazy Sundays flew through her mind, occasionally punctuated by the dying screams of her parents. She would come a long way from being that little girl that was once found in the ashes of the family home, but there were times when she felt just as lost as she had then. She pulled the cord on her backpack and a sharp tug yanked through her body. The echoes of laughter and snatches of screams disappeared once the ground's ascent slowed. Her mind cleared and the past retreated to the hidden corner of her thoughts as she lightly touched to the ground. Once again there was only this moment, only this reality. All that remained was the mission. This was as it should be.
5: Now it was his job to back up Phantome, one of his teammates, while she delivered the virus to the scientist. Speaking of the heroine, the woman with silvery hair and a ghost like complexion approached him through the woods. She gave him a terse but polite nod. Good to see you, Chill. You too, Phantome, though I'll be happier when this is all over with. I'm sure you'll feel safer once the virus is destroyed. Are you sure you can trust this scientist of yours? I'm sure. The champion wouldn't have sent us to him if he didn't believe he could be trusted. Beside him, he thought he heard a chuckle. He looked over at Phantom in surprise, but her face showed no signs of laughter. A hot sensation collided with Chill's back. It spread through his veins and his skin prickled in pain. He groaned and received a fist to the gut. He fell backwards, his skin still tingling in pain. A flash of white light filled his eyes, and another pulse of heat impacted him. He tried to control the twitching from the second impact and directed a wall of ice at his attackers. Phantom's face bent over him, melting into a tan skin tone, her hair darkening to a jet black. She reached into his suit and retrieved the vial. Trust is for the naive.
2: Very cool. All right.
0: Well done. Thank you. So, yeah, Eli there with uh, with the link.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Eli. Eli's in class for me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do have some new loot.
2: Oh, beautiful.
3: All right. Put me on the big screen there. Uh, first, got a graphic novel of Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Yep. Oh. Okay.
3: Very nice. Uh, some nice animation here. Uh, Jack is fighting a bunch of weird things. I'll have to turn the blur off my camera here. Uh, I also got uh, two books recently. Uh, one, we've all wondered this. Uh, what if Jesus was a 1970s cop? Detective Jesus, Thou Shalt Not Kill, book one.
0: Nice. Uh,
3: From my friend, Jack Kimball. And uh, also recently, I got to write my first book forward. Uh, I owned a publishing company and over a bunch of years had published 300 books or so, but this is my first time being invited to write the forward for somebody else's book. This one is Faith in Play uh, from Mark Joseph Young. About how role playing and faith go together. Nice. At uh, conventions for uh, gaming, for sci-fi, for comics, whatever. A lot of times I'll set up the church services on that Sunday, and I get to preach about zombies or pirates or aliens or whatever because you know that's that's how you do things. Uh, and it's it's uh, just fun to hang out and uh, uh, combine two of the things that I care a lot about: games and God.
0: That's awesome! Wow. Congratulations on
1: that!
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, it, it's funny how. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, Facebook and uh, well, Meta messaged me saying that, "Hey, you're getting a lot of uh, you know, great interactions with you know, with your viewers. We would like to pay you in stars." And this is like, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I feel really, I feel really happy about that. But at the same time, I'm just like mm, taking people's money. I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> for my content. Well, it's not entertainment. Right. So I have to get like I have to get used to not feeling like you know, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because that was like. When I got that message, my therapist messaged me and said, "Hey, we haven't seen each other since last month. You know, let's go. Let's get together." It's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to you about something.
2: Imposter <laughs> syndrome is a thing. Oh, is it ever?
3: Me, <laughs> hey, uh, I I got rid of my inner critic and traded it for an inner laugh track. Life is just so much more fun now. <laughs> love that, <laughs> I'll but have I to remember that. That imposter syndrome is a good thing. It means that we're learning and growing. If I just do stuff that I already know how to do, I'm not getting any better. Uh, if I'm doing something that I'm still learning, I'm gonna feel what some people call imposter syndrome. I just uh, consider uh, evidence of growth and change. I try to learn and do new things all the time, which means I'm always the new guy at something uh i'm always the guy who never knows what's going on in some part of my life it keeps me growing and learning and humble so imposter syndrome it's not something to be scared of it just means that you are not stagnating
2: i don't like yeah, think of a tweet oh <laughs> no no go ahead so i saw a tweet a few years ago that really resonated with me where someone was like stop thinking of it as or stop thinking of yourself as an imposter you are a trickster God or goddess yep. because you fooled these people into thinking that you're amazing. Mm-hmm. So celebrate your trickster goddess ways and just keep living the part. Keep, yep. you know, living, striving to live up to whatever you fooled them into thinking you were kind of fake it till you make it. But <laughs> yeah. Like to think of yourself as a trickster goddess, like
3: I am. Yep. I've also heard that is the brilliant con man syndrome
2: yep
0: well i i think i figured out a way to make leo uh, make my uh, myself feel good as well as helping the community that i uh, that i'm a part of and i'm not uh, i'm not gonna (laughs) keep all the money to myself i definitely would like to uh, help out with like Giving uh, funds to my, my community center that, that I that I was a board member of, mm-hmm. and you know, just help my city, <laughs> help my city heal.
2: <laughs> you have such a good heart. Thank you.
0: I, I just, it, it's almost like a, it, it would be it would be almost a, a, like a guilty thing of me to see that people are donating their money to me and then just kind of be selfish with it no i can't do that
3: <laughs> well, so. I don't have, well i don't have a problem getting paid for something that i like doing because i always like my job no matter what job i have and if <laughs> i get paid for something else that i like That that's good for both of us i mean i i liked doing it and, and you liked watching it or buying it or receiving it or whatever it is we're helping each other out
0: And that's why I like doing these shows is because it helps other people like Kelly, like you, Dave, uh, promote yourselves.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I ran the book company, I never thought of what I was doing as uh, selling. Uh, It wasn't a salesy thing when I had a booth at a convention. I'm just offering a product. And if you like it, you can come by and get it. Uh, I'm not pushing anything on anybody. And even uh, when I was advertising, I never thought of it really as advertising, more as a uh, positioning that uh, I know my market, uh, the, the sci-fi and fantasy nerds, the gaming nerds, uh, the math and tech nerds, whatever they are, because I am them. I, I am that audience. Yeah. Uh, the, the free seats and weirdos, you know, I'm there with you. Uh, and. It's not selling because I'm already one of them. I don't have to be accepted into the tribe. I'm not some pushy outsider. I'm already just one of you. Now I'm doing this cool thing, whatever it is that uh, I like, and maybe you will like too. So just be the, the person who is already there. Don't I don't go to someplace where I'm not normally at. I mean, I'm already at these things. So instead of trying to chase down my customers, I'll just uh, head them off at the pass. I'll just go where they're going anyway and meet them ahead of them.
2: Yeah. You're telling them about something that they want. Right. And matching them with a product that's right for them. Yeah. That's that's effective sales, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and if you don't have it at your table, you can point to someone who who does.
3: Mm-hmm. And actually that's why we started uh, branching out. I started off in sci-fi fantasy and horror novels. Uh but then other authors started coming to me uh, hey, we do uh, mysteries. Well, I like mysteries too, and, and uh, you know romance. I mean, every story is a romance story in some way. Uh, so before you know it, I had you know, my, my core stuff, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and then romance, uh, mystery, business, poetry, uh, things like that. Uh, so that if the, the the nerd like me comes up and says, hey, I want to get one of these things, and uh, oh, oh i want to get one of that things you know for uh, for my my friend back home or my girlfriend or you're at a show and there's one person uh, who is really into the thing and the other person who kind of just going along and uh, maybe dragged there or whatever like oh we have mysteries and they'll start looking around too yeah um oh
0: molly daniels with uh That's what I say about the evening job. I get paid to talk to people. And when I have a new book to show off, I take it with me to show him my favorite frequent flyers.
2: Hi,
3: Molly. uh, Doing national security stuff. So I'm, I'm not in publishing anymore, doing cybersecurity things, but I'm not doing the day job.
0: Yeah, oh, uh, speaking of day jobs, uh, I'm going to be volunteering at, uh, at, well, working, but uh, volunteering uh, for uh, adoption week, uh, day, (laughs) uh, we're getting a bunch of animals and we're going to talk people into adopting them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I get to be around dogs and cats all eh, for a couple hours today. So that sounds (laughs) awesome. My happy place. (laughs) So, if you guys are eh, have um, room in your hearts and your homes eh, to adopt an animal, please go to your local Pet Smart or you know even your local shelters and bring home a, eh, a loving pet that. Needs a home.
2: I wish I had room for more. I have two rabbits and I have been told that is all I get.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. My my husband's often st- telling me, hey, don't adopt any animals today. <laughs> yep. it,
2: it's hard. It, it really is. It's not just my husband. My mom is my, my parents are my landlord. And my mom has even been like, nope, no more animals. Yeah. She's kind of backing my husband up on that. One. <laughs> she's like she's like, No, your your husband can't do anymore. I'm like, But I want a cat. So bad. I, I, I
0: am literally the type of person to bring home a stray cat that I see on on the street. And yeah, my it, I I keep saying that I'm I'm glad that I'm married because my husband you know, keeps me grounded and meanwhile <laughs> I have seven cats.
2: <laughs> well at least we have um so we have uh, sandhill cranes in the backyard. So at least I get to like watch them, which is yeah. fascinating. If you all have never seen sandhill cranes, they're like four feet tall. They are magnificent. I was so upset the other day because my mom told me that I missed their mating dance.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: awesome. Like that happened in our backyard, but I missed it. But apparently they like did a whole mating dance in our backyard. Like, like we've just got nature planet in our backyard like, you
0: need to put up uh the, the, like nanny cams all over your yard
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> every time i see them i just get really excited even though they come like every day when it's nice outside or you know every day during this spring and summer and i'm like yes the cranes are here because they're just these magnificent animals so the cranes are kind of my pets hmm.
3: didn't realize your backyard was such a romantic getaway for animals <laughs>
2: I know, right? And I get really excited because then they'll um sometimes, or for a while, it was just um because cranes mate for life. So it was two showing up for a while, and then just one was showing up. So I got really sad because I was like, "Oh no, did the, did the mate die?" But no, then the, then three started showing up. oh So so it was just one showing up because one was nesting, and then you know, they showed up with the baby. So. So like we've got generations of cranes now.
3: Wow, cool! Because
2: now it's the baby, the grown-up baby from a few years ago mating with their, doing the hands with their mate. It's just like the cycle of life. It, it's amazing. I love it. Like, Do
0: you set out food for
2: them? My dad does. My dad's, um, just yeah. We've got birds up the wazoo because my dad <laughs> feeds the birds daily and so he he brings the cranes
0: do they bring gifts with them or they do I, not? I guess crows are i guess the crows are the only birds that will
2: really well we we do get crows and we had um apparently there was like a hawk so the crows and the squirrels <laughs> become friends because a hawk tried to attack a squirrel and a crow fended it off. I also oh. miss that. I'm missing all the good drama. I do need a <laughs> <manicure.
0: clears throat> Discovery Channel in Kelly's backyard.
2: It really is <laughs> Kelly's for <laughs> <laughs> We totally
0: and need to make just- a sign that says that you.
3: <laughs> when my son was younger, he had some pet rats, and uh, oh. they were. Uh, a well-trained really smart he could call each of them by name uh one would come and sit on his shoulder while he uh read a book or did oh. something else you know
0: Hmm.
2: i love that
0: all right so and i, I f- guess we should really touch on our uh, go through the uh subject of uh li- early yeah. or yeah uh so yeah okay. but there's uh, we, we all watched it and it's it, it's an interesting show not the best one I I feel uh, out of the uh out of the bunch but um yes there's some interesting uh trivia uh Johnny Whitaker and uh, Scott seed Colden became buddies while shooting Disney's movie uh, movie of the week mystery in Draculas Castle in 1973. And Whitaker recommended Colden for the part on on the series. The pair remained lifelong friends off screen, spending holidays together and serving best man duties in each other's wedding.
2: Aw, that's sweet.
0: So uh, this is one that I've touched on before. Uh, One day at the beach, creator Sid Croft took notice of a mass of seaweed that had drifted near the shore as it bounced and frolicked upon the waves. Croft envisioned it as a living creature, so he scooped it up and hauled it back to his production office, where he introduced it as Sigmund and the, uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster, the star of this next of his next TV show.
1: That's adorable. <clears throat> well, just you can definitely
2: boss. see. Yeah.
3: <laughs> imagine your boss coming in with a big pile of seaweed in his hand and making you talk like a puppet. <laughs> We're gonna make a show out of this pile of seaweed now.
2: You're like <laughs> the boss has lost it.
3: Why do I work here again?
2: <laughs> the question is, did yeah. he put googly eyes on it? Were googly eyes a thing back in the seventies? Oh, absolutely.
3: I mean, yes. this potato head was started in the forties or fifties or something. The, the eyes weren't googly, but you can stick eyes on things anyway.
2: <laughs> googly eyes make everything better.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, all right. So early into the start of the second season, a light fell from the rafters onto the styrofoam cave, igniting a fire in which decimated two sound stages at Samuel Goldwyn studio- Studios. The production was delayed for five weeks as they re- recreated the sets at General Service Studios, which resulted in only 12 episodes oh, being that. shot instead of the 15 that the network had, con- had contracted. And I it, there's a um, on YouTube, I came across the uh, Sid and Marty Croft story, um, e-, e true Hollywood story uh, of their uh, of their career, and it's actually really interesting. They touch on a lot, um, so make sure you guys watch that if uh, if you guys have time. <clears throat> Rip, T- Rip Taylor. Nona as Sheldon, was in full costume with green makeup and wig, pink, pink shorts, a cape, and flippers on his feet when, when the fire erupted at the studio. Yeah. Everyone was dazed and confused. He couldn't hitch a ride and had to trek down Hollywood Boulevard in fish drag to get back into the hotel where he was staying. You know, I... I feel bad for him because you know you think Hollywood would have been used to seeing strange creatures walking around by that time because I mean it's Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I would totally pick him up. It's like, hey, you you look interesting. Let's talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Throughout the first season, Johnny Whit- Whitaker performed a song in each episode, but this was abandoned in the second season because his voice was changing.
2: Oh, and poor there, kid. Yeah. yeah.
0: There, that, that's Hollywood's, you know, typical thing. Mary Wicks, known as Aunt Zelda, had committed herself to play a witch, which was... Uh, to a play, which was scheduled to begin after the second season wrapped, but fire destroyed the Sigmund scent and delayed production. Zelda was temporarily written out, but Wix Wickle- juggled her schedule to shoot a, a few scenes, which explained her disappearance and showed her return. <clears throat> uh, in an effort to get the actors to emote genuine characters through constricting costumes, Big Daddy was portrayed by a woman, Sharon Baird, and Sweet Mama was played by a man, Von Snowden. Interesting.
3: Mm. Well, sea monsters are like that. You know.
0: <laughs> In an effort to get the actors to. Oh, sorry. Read that already. Dude. Uh, Sid and Marty Croft, creators and producers of the show, also created Land of the Lost, 1974, H.R. Puff and Stuff, 1969, Lizville, 1971, and The Boogaloo's in 1970. And uh, I believe we're going to be touching on The Boogaloo's soon, um, so stay tuned for that. RCA Records released the tie-in Johnny Whitaker soundtrack album. They insisted that the first single, Friends, was heard at the start of the show. As a result, the titular theme song didn't debut until the second season. Five weeks before the show debuted, LA audiences got a preview of Sigmund and Johnny Whitaker performing the first season theme song in the world of Sid and Marty Croft at the Hollywood Bowl in 1973 which was taped and broadcast as as a syndicated TV special that Thanksgiving. Creator Sid Croft and Rip Taylor had been friends for years, but this was their first time working together. It went so well that Taylor was brought in to basically play the wacky neighbor in the Brady Bunch variety hour in 1976. He later made a guest appearance on Pryor's Place in 1984. And lastly, in *Paul Revere Rides Again*, Aunt Zelda, Aunt Zelda's last name is revealed to be Marshall. All right. So, if anybody uh, else has any interesting facts about the show, please I say it, about it
2: now.
3: About place. <laughs> the, the, the Richard now Richard or
2: Pryor's... forever hold your peace.
3: Yeah.
2: Sorry, what, Dave? But the, the
3: uh, Prior's place—I forgot all about that. The Richard Pryor had a, a short-lived thing.
2: Yeah,
0: I, 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 I remember some of his comedy. I don't recall too much of his shows. Um, yeah. I, I was introduced to uh, to Pryor's comedy uh, probably around the same time that uh, I was introduced to George Carlin stuff. So it's like, oh, okay, this is raunchy, but I love it.
3: <laughs> Carlin was always my favorite. Carlin and Stephen Wright are still. Oh my favorite comedians
0: yes you know i i really wish that carlin would have uh wouldn't have died so soon uh because i'm sure his his comedy would have been nice to have during during this time that we're going through
3: i'm sure he would have had a lot to say
0: Hey, on the good, uh, the good thing about his comedy is his words that you can't see on television is kind of past now. <laughs> you can't say a lot of that stuff on television. I'm sure he would have made an updated list. <laughs> yeah.
3: But I remember uh, from that uh, time uh, Rip Taylor uh, was in a uh, a series of uh photomat commercials. Uh, I don't know if they were just local or not, but it was called the Photo Fairy, and he would throw glitter. You know <laughs> that was his
1: was thing. It was
3: in an hour. <laughs> that,
0: that was that was his thing where he he would have like uh, stuff to throw glitter at and, uh, at the audience or uh, his appearance in in Jackass though was interesting. Like, um, I. I, I I should be. I, I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't say that I wasn't expecting them to show up because I mean it's jackass who you you, you knew that someone interesting was going to show up, but
2: yeah, someone I expected basically.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, Rip Taylor, it, it, even though I'm not, I don't know a whole lot of his work, had made appearances in like. TV and, and even movies throughout the 90s, 80s and 90s. So I'm aware of him. I just don't know too much of him. Uh, oh, Molly Daniels with uh, I have fond memories of watching Sigmund every Saturday. I did not have time this week to re- It's okay. And then Fish Drag. <laughs> uh,
3: is that trolling or trawling?
0: <laughs> no, like, um, but yeah, it, the the fact that he he was walking down Hollywood Boulevard in his in that costume and nobody would pick him up sounds very weird to me,
2: right? Like, have they not seen weirder? Come on.
3: <laughs> well, growing up, I was always told never to pick up strange fish. Yeah, you know, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so, what do you guys have planned for today?
2: I'm going to my nephew's birthday party. Yay! Hey. How old is he? Oh my gosh, that's a. Oh, it's okay. Seven or eight. The age keeps changing, and I have a million nieces and nephews. I'm a bad aunt.
0: It's okay. Is there a theme to his party or?
2: Not sure. <laughs> Probably Pokemon because he loves Pokemon.
0: Oh, wow. How about you, oh, you're going to the arcade thing today, right?
3: I'll go to the arcade expo for a little while. Oh. I'm going to see if I can watch uh, Ryan Permison's uh, Nerdy Projects uh, show today and then uh, dinner and a movie. Uh, I'm cooking some uh, pot pies right now. I've got the crock pot going.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah.
3: And I'm uh, going to watch everything everywhere all at once. Really what
2: about what about you? And uh, I
0: have the uh, adoption event t- happening today at PetSmart. And then I don't know, after that, I think it's just um, watching... Whatever we have on our (laughs) PPR. I have apparently a couple episodes of The Rookie that I need to catch up on. So it's. I
3: don't know if I've seen this week's or not, but yeah, I usually stay pretty current with that one. It's a big Nathan Philly fan.
0: Oh, yeah. I was watching Castle last night and it's like, oh, I really miss that show.
2: (laughs) Me too.
0: Such a good show.
3: Yeah, we're in what seven seasons
0: or something? Pretty good run. Yeah, eight seasons I think, yeah. and then they they canceled it after that because the the show just tanked after. So it's mm. uh, I
4: think
2: oh, there was no. behind the scenes drama. Yeah. Yeah. I the that, yeah,
0: Oh, congratulations, Molly! In case you missed it, my daughter has a new ultrasound of her baby boy. He was very proud to show off. <laughs> Show off this boy part.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, you can't.
0: You know, try trying to keep that a secret. Uh, Yeah, I I can see how hard that would be. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. And then uh, tonight we uh, lose an hour.
1: Uh, Okay, that
0: is happening tonight. Okay, I was wondering. Like my husband told me about that,
2: and uh, and I'm like, no, that seems too early. Yeah, and they tomorrow, they changed how early it was a few years ago. Like they. It, it used to be
3: like late, late. Yeah. Uh, and then not tomorrow night them. is going to be the finale, uh, or season finale for Last of Us.
0: I need to catch up on that show. H- have you guys been watching um, True uh, True Lies, the TV show? Mm-mm.
3: My wife okay. used to. Yeah, I, I do like Tim Roth. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, that was lie to me. I'm thinking of the wrong show.
0: Uh, I'm I've been thinking about watching it and he, even though like I love the movie, um, and I I don't know how I feel about there being a TV show.
2: Some um, movies don't need TV shows.
0: I don't know. It's weird because it's like the, it, the the movie was so great that you wanted a TV show to go along with it then. But now, after how long? Like thirty years later?
3: (laughs) Five years, yeah. The next week I'm filming, and the week after that will be Lexington Comic Con. Oh, yeah.
0: Speaking of Comic Cons, uh, do I have the video to Nerdy Gra still?
3: Have you all heard anything from Johnny?
0: Uh, he left us a message, um, but that was it. Yeah, no.
3: There's yeah. no one saying uh, why he's not here this week. I don't know if uh, he had sent any updates or photos or anything like that yet.
0: Not yet. Yeah. Not uh, <clears throat> It looks like they took the uh, video out for Nerdy Grab, but they're but that's where Johnny is right now, and I'm sure he he'll be updating us uh, throughout his throughout his day. Uh, make sure that you pay attention to the back of the cereal box uh, Instagram page and his and his socials because I there's going to be pictures everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Molly is uh, is. Uh, isn't that normally the other way around? Successful, successful TV uh, gets movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. So it's it so? really depends. It really depends it's also because i a
2: Treasure TV show. Like, who asked for that? <laughs> I mean, okay, Zendaya's in it, so I'm gonna watch it at some point because I love her, and I will watch anything with her in it. But yeah, um, if we really need that, no.
3: I think historically the most successful uh, movie to TV adaptation has been MASH, that ran what, 11 seasons or whatever it was and won 300 Emmys and stuff like that. That's uh, another it was one, so good. Yeah, <laughs> another one that lasted a, a good while going from movie to TV was Buffy. Mm. There were what? That's right. Two seasons of Buffy. I, I forget how far they went. Seven. Seven, okay. And
2: then plus Buffy
0: like, was my
1: Angel, first fandom.
2: Well, and yeah. that's because um, so, so when Joss pitched the Buffy movie, mm-hmm. the studio twisted into something that wasn't his original
3: right, right. mental oh. image. Which originally, I love uh, the
2: Buffy they were movie. in the
3: high school down to, to get all the vampires, if I remember right. But they changed the movie uh, to where she just staked them all. I think.
2: Yeah, they be- they basically made it more campy, which I yeah. love it for the campiness. Yeah.
3: Mm. But
2: um, the TV show is more true to his original vision.
3: Yeah. And uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, is still the best death on screen. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: Oh my gosh. Ah, oh,
1: ah, 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 oh. Ah, ah.
2: <laughs> so good. Like, that is one of my favorite camping movies ever. Mm. But then I love Buffy the Show for what yeah. it is. Yeah. That is my favorite. It was my first fandom. Hmm. It was um
0: there, There's a group that hosts uh, the uh, Buffy sing along. Uh, yeah. And then they, yeah. <laughs> so they, mm-hmm. they, uh, we do that for our sci fi convention where we play the Buffy episode, the, uh, the musical episode, and um, uh, um, Dr. Horrible. horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they all, and then once in a while, uh, there's a group that rents the theater near my house and does the Dr. Horrible sing blog.
2: You need to do that. We're <laughs> local to do that. That sounds amazing.
0: Do it. It's so much fun, especially when you have a, have a, if, if your city's like mine that loves theater and musicals, mm. do it. Um, well, I think that's the end of our show though. Um,
3: Two musicals yeah. that are coming up in town I'm looking forward to. One is Schoolhouse Rock, the musical.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's,
3: that's coming amazing. up in May, I think.
0: That would be an awesome. Uh, uh, that would Okay. First of all, that would be an awesome episode, Johnny. <laughs> yeah.
4: It wasn't we can...
3: uh, necessarily Saturday morning. That was throughout the week, too. It wasn't you know, relegated to just one time. But, yeah, Schoolhouse Rock mm-hmm. was foundational for most of us.
0: But I think a lot of us learned how to do like math and other stuff mm-hmm. through through those songs.
3: Yeah. And then um, the one, uh, we're finally going to bring back *Evil Dead* the musical. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, been on stage in town in probably uh, seven eight years, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one again. Singing dancing That's Incredible, fantastic. Uh,
0: awesome! I I look forward to it's, it. Talking more with you, Dave. Uh, you have a, w- a wonderful day here yeah, at the convention. Kelly, have fun at your uh, nephew's birthday party. You guys are fabulous. Thank you for joining me today and making this episode so much fun.
3: Have a good time playing with all the puppies and kitties. <laughs> yes, that's some for me.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right, you guys uh, all have a wonderful day. Uh,